0: hello i'm fee and this is the cotton candy clouds podcast thank you for choosing this podcast to listen to thank you for sharing this podcast with others i appreciate you song of the day is are you having any fun by elaine stritch i'm gonna say this again and i've said it before and i'm gonna keep saying it because i feel like People need to be reminded. If you are not a billion dollar corporation who has purposely cut down trees, removed people from their homes and spot on nature, you don't need to be worried about the, the changing of the climate. You don't need to be worried about the warming of the globe because it's not your fault. And you ain't got shit to do with that. Now, listen, one thing about me is I love me some trees. And another thing about me is I love to recycle the best, at the best I can. You know, there's <laughs> levels to it, of course, but I am sick and tired of watching television movies with commercials, which again is so horrifying. I just can't simply evade. I'm tired of seeing articles and 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 advertisements about let's gather the masses of the people to stop global warming. First of all, you can't stop a globe from warming. You can't stop a climate from changing. Baby, it doesn't work like that. That's not what humans are here for. Now that we know that, it's time to change the lingo. You can't do anything <laughs> about the irreparable damage that's been done now there are solutions there are ways to prolong a globe you know burning or now i think they're calling it global boiling but um you you can you can aid you can band-aid and you you know neosporin quote unquote the the world or whatever but if the corporations aren't going to stop building these homes and then abandoning them and cut trees and and um destroy ecosystems if they're not going to stop doing that what are we going to do I mean you know let me let me change that up because there is hope <laughs> the question is what are you going to do that's more than paying a, another millions of dollars to advertise and blame and gaslight People who are trying to go to work about telling them what you see what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that and, and, and it and is it's, it's 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 something I'm passionate about because first of all, I'm a word choice person. I'm a word choice woman. Semantics is important. How we say the thing is cute, but the words we use to say the thing is very key. I don't like the fact that so much money is spent on telling um people who work at Burger King and the teachers and the lawyers of the community are the reason why the climate and the and the globe is being messed up when it's not. I don't know who I need to talk to. <laughs> you know, I don't know what link I need to click. But I tell you what, if it's not coming down on these corporations, if it's not, you know, knocking on they bulldozing they buildings and taking down their skyscrapers so we can have trees and and plants and deer running around and, and flowers and shit and sunflowers absorbing radiation and things. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're not going to do that, I don't know what you want from me. That's what I want to know. And the crazy part is, and this is so ingenious and uh, and, you know. Eventually, I'm going to get my life together, Lord, and write a paper or because there is something called the big evil. And it's like, <laughs> they're so good at paying for these, paying for things, basically, that say we're going to help or, you know, it's your fault, but you can do this and give us money to do something that we're never going to do. I mean, y'all, it's a deep, listen, listen. It's a deep, dark hole into corporations basically paying organizations and creating organizations that are supposed to help regulate things or keep an eye on things or absorb funds to um, spread to building forests and communities and shit and the truth is they don't do that they're just they're literally just hedge funding it up creating these pockets of money to ultimately of course feed you know their their greed or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, my thing is, they want the world to burn. I mean, going back to one of the ones that bothers me the most is the, is the uptick and the continued uptick of building apartments, townhomes, and uh, houses. For fucking what? We're cutting down trees, y'all. I don't know if y'all know this, but a basic principle. A basic principle of trees is that they literally absorb carbon. And if we want to really get deep, they just absorb negativity. But they absorb carbon. They're helping, they're clearing out the spaces. Not only do they absorb it, they release oxygen. Excuse me. They don't just absorb it, they release, they cutting this down. And building apartments and houses that people can't even fucking afford. That's a whole nother different subject. I mean, I'm impassioned about this, y'all. And it's like, I got to get on my JLB Because, you know, there is one, you know, I'm not, I don't want to complain, sit here and just sit on the soapbox. I got to do something. Something. Because I'm I'm tired. It's not my fault. My little, and I love to collect cans, but my little can collection ain't going to do that much. I mean, that's, that's a dot on a, that's a speckle on a penny compared to what the impact that these billion trillion can't even name the aliens, dollar corporations have done to the environment. And I, and, and, and here's the thing, I'm a participant and this is, this is the cycle, like the the big evil cycle, because you're in a, a loop. You're literally in a loop of, oh, well, you know, damn, I have a phone that's contributing to that. Dang, I, I, you know, for some people, they might have just moved into their dream home. Damn, I'm moving into a dream. It's like the hopelessness and the helplessness. But then the hope is just, I mean, it's terrible. But what I'm trying to tell y'all is I'm tired, y'all, of seeing these commercials. I can't do it. The adverts, the... the you know, help now and all this shit. When, if you probably were to to trace back who's paying for these things, it will come up to probably some big corporate. I'm not going to name any names, but some big corporation. It's like, essentially, (laughs) I just, I'm just tired. And I know, and I don't know if other people are tired you know I've talked about environmental things before um and and you know I from, to me you know there've been some you know last year I think it was or 2021 there's been some radical you know happenings for the environmentalists and such but that's not helpful either to me comma I don't think that's helpful but you know one thing I realize about you know revolutions and things and change is that everybody's gonna have their part and every when when people uh exert their parts and and do their parts it's gonna be catering towards them as a person if you will, so you know for some people, they're great speakers and they're gonna be the ones who make the speeches on behalf of the community for some people they're gonna be the ones writing their state reps or whatever, you know, everybody's going to do their thing and you're going to use your strengths to do your thing if you want to be out and fight the good fight. But I don't know if self-sacrifice in terms of, cause we need life in order to produce more life. You know, that's, that's again, we, I'm combining different subjects and things. But anyway, my point is that I'm tired and every, in my area of living, they recently cut down an area. Then they cut down another uh, in a uh, part next to it, and then they cut down a part like maybe a mile, not even a mile. Um, I don't even know what you would call that. Probably a millimeter. I don't know, a hop and a skip away. They cut another area down, and I'm just like, bro, what the hell? And and what's wild is I'm fortunate. Even though there are some stipulations with that, I'm fortunate enough to live in a state that is a wooded state, a forested state, um, because a lot of states don't even have major trees and stuff like that. Now, Georgia, you know, I've talked about this before on the pod, and this again goes along with other things, but Georgia has more male, a lot of male trees, and not enough female trees, and that's why the asthma. Um, numbers are higher, whatever here, I shouldn't say, or whatever, but that's why the, the asthma numbers are high because the pollen, you know, it has nowhere to go and do its thing. And, but I just, <laughs> even still with Georgia being a state that's, you know, got some stuff going for it in terms of nature. I mean, we still are, I mean, it just, Hey, remember cop city? you know what i'm saying that's another it's just it's so frustrating cuz it's like and and it's and this is oh the big evil because it's like you're sitting here being told you can do something about this and then you're helpless in stopping the very things that are are eroding the soil and tearing up the ozone Even, I don't even know if we have one at this point, you know, just messing up the atmosphere. You're watching it go down in front of your eyes. But at the same time, they're saying you can do something about it. But the real things to do something about it, they're doing. And it's just like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's abuse, essentially. That is literally like, we're being like citizens be, you know, we're being abused. And it's like, Lord, no, I can't. And so... You know, again, one of the positives is that everybody has their place in in trying to make this place a better place. But my goodness, I mean, sometimes I just just, I'm so tired of it. I can't have these. I just don't want to see these people tell me that somehow (laughs) either my money or time is going to contribute to the climate changing. And I just I'm just like, Lord, I can't. And now, you know, last the last week I was talking about how that TikToker dude, uh, TikToker science dude was saying how and I wish I had to be it and I could post it on Twitter and Facebook. But he was talking about how, you know, the vocabulary, when the vocabulary changes, it kind of messes up the science or the very subject itself when you're simplifying it, right? And and now I'm realizing, oh my goodness, this also applies to saying things like climate change and global warming <laughs> cuz those words, those that phrase, those phrases, they're horrible cuz they really don't really they they don't it almost seems like and I'm I'm sure it was intended for this to seem like there's a hope of it or like it's a thing that's happening when it was really something that for years I mean we if you're of a certain age, you know about Al Gore, you know what I'm saying. It's something that could have always been aided and helped along the way, and it's something it's like you know with the phrasing you we people are naturally going to ignore the fact that, oh, you know, there's been a, a whole group of people who've just stopped with the aiding of trying to actually make the atmosphere cleaner anyway. I mean, but there's good news out there. People are doing their thug, fizzle, you know, but I just, like I said, I just had to tell y'all about my frustrations, you know, as I was trying to be entertained and they trying to tell me that I can, I can make a change, but it's like, you're asking me for money and how to donate, you know, to the site. And it's like, baby, I can't, I don't have that. I, I have to pay for this home where the trees are cut down from, you know, and I just, you know, it's it's just an experience. I tell you, to be a human in society sometimes, it is an experience. The passion of it all. Word of the day is "preen," a verb. It is to make one's appearance neat and tidy or to behave or speak with overt pride and or self-satisfaction. Quote of the day is by one of my favorite people. USA Living, award-winning Somali-British writer, poet and teacher, Warsan Shire. And I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly because she deserves it. And the quote of the day goes, I'm a lover with a lover. I'm lovely and lonely. I belong deeply to myself. I resonate with that quote for many reasons. But in general, I just love Warsan because she just gets... The lover, girl, lonely, thinker, needs solace but wants a hug type vibes. I don't know how to (laughs) describe it eloquently, but I just love the way she writes and the feelings that I get. Her birthday, matter of fact, was August 1st, so I'm glad that I can shout her out with quote of the day. But, you know, the quote resonates with me because... At a certain point in my life, I had to make a choice about myself as a woman, as a black woman. And (laughs) let's let's just take it from the top of, and I may have talked about this before, you know, sometimes I repeat, which I hate, but I might have to this time. But anyway, to make a short story long, for me, for me comma, fee. There's always been a way that I wanted to live my life when I was younger, how I envisioned myself when I was younger, younger as in a child, um, a little girl. And so, you know, I didn't envision certain things, but I envisioned, you know, me kind of just flourishing and doing th- different things or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, with society comes those social norms what your family wants for you what society wants for you not even really wants for you but just wants you to do and basically it was like who I was as a woman as a girl as a teenager and what society and family wanted me to be did never really lined up really and so you know some people can ignore that and they can and they can be something else or whatever they got going on but I know for me it was a constant conflict and inner turmoil and it's okay because well now I've realized it's okay because it's like you know there's ignorance and there's nuance and there's na- there's naivete intertwined with that push and pull factor but the good news is you know when you do have a little foundation of love and support, you can still be the true person that you want to be when you grow up. And I'm saying all this to say that, you know, I don't know whether I'm going to be single or in a relationship, but I do know that I was meant to just do my thug fizzle. The, the, you know, the, the, it's almost like a, I don't know what you call that, an infatuation or a, it's, it's, it's like people, women in particular, and again, this is from either from, I don't know if it's from self or, you know, society or whatever. It's just so much focus on being partnered and that is very anti-fee. That's anti-me. And I'm just glad now that I don't have to make that my personality or make that my focus or make that my everyday thought or make that my everyday journal entry. And what I've been trying to do is, you know, be the lover that I am, of course, I'm the lover with the lover of myself because I deeply belong to myself as Worsan said, but I just want to shed, you know, this, these ideas that are mine that I can, I can flourish and I can do my thing and be me by myself. And it's not, I can do bad all by myself. It's this, that I can be myself because I don't, you know, I think I think at a certain age, I think both men and women can all, if they're honest with themselves, know that, of course, they're, you just can't be someone who doesn't need other people. You know, you're going to need support and help and different things from others, of course. But in terms of making cohabitating with a partner, a sexual, usually sexual partner or a romantic, quote unquote, partner. That doesn't have to be the focal point of existence, especially when for me as a black woman, southern, black woman southern, it just seems one sided. It seems like me, I would have been the one, you know, focusing on this, hyper focusing on this, and being this way. But you know, I don't know too many black men southern that are doing the same. I don't know them. I mean, I'm sure they're they're there or whatever. And these are the ones who aren't married right now and have families and stuff. But the thing with, I don't, you know, I don't, I can't pinpoint them. I know tons of black woman black women or black woman you know whatever i know tons of them who you know want to be partner and all this kind of stuff but i you know <laughs> but anyway that's a whole that's another month another day but for august you know romance awareness month you know i just realized that the romance doesn't have to be about another person it can be about myself i can uh elevate myself and what I want to do in the future and what I want to do in the present, but I have to forgive myself and just cleanse myself of what I thought I needed and what I thought I had to think and do of the past. And, um, you know, it's just, it takes time, you know, it takes growth (laughs) and, you know, being in 30, it really, there, you know, once that frontal cortex, Does its thing and it closes, things start to happen, and then from there, once you hit 30, it really just changes how you're able to defend yourself against the world essentially, and then how you're able to go forth in peace and be who you are as a person. You know, um, incense of the month is lavender, it brings happiness and relaxation which is what we need and it attracts peace and harmony in one's surroundings and can be used to induce and encourage sleep crystal of the month one of my favorite crystals green aventurine it is a physical healer crystal that can soothe and affirm relief and tranquility and it's also used for luck prosperity and to manifest love um now book of the month i won't dabble into yet quite yet but book of the month is Zena, my life in women's tennis by Zena garrison with doug smith i'm kind of excited um as i'm reading it it is a autobiography and um at least within her career but you know and i'm not like i said before last up i'm not necessarily an autobiography girl but i'm very interested in knowing because You know, her story is interesting. And so question of today is how are you romanticizing your life? First of all, well, I need to step back a little bit (laughs) because I really have been, I don't know, you know, again, getting the, the pod together. Trying to make it the cutest, sexiest thing we can, or I can, but you too as a listener. But um, I've been wanting to do question of the day or question of the month or something. And I just, I don't know, I haven't gotten it together. To make a long story short or short story long, I'm going to get that together. Don't forget, you can reach out at cottoncandycloudpod at gmail.com. Or you can message me for different, if you want to have a question of today, question of the day, excuse me. Um, and then question of the day. Also, I'm going to try to make sure I once, and now that I'm going to really be about it, about it, put it on Spotify because Spotify, I believe has a question of the day part. And then I want to do some polls too, you know, polls on Twitter or polls on Spotify as well, but yes, Twitter, Facebook, you know, the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast is there anyway. So, question for today is How are you romanticizing your life? Remember, August is Romance Awareness Month, and let's get into it. You know what I'm saying? Let's make this a thing. What are you, what are some of the things that you're doing during Romance Awareness Month and every day throughout the year to spark and to stir harmony? love beauty within yourself and your existence and this is this ain't about no gimmicks to keep people staying in your life or dating and nothing like this this is about you this is about just you doing lovely things that boost your appreciation for life itself and to arouse more self-love how are you romanticizing your life now some of my faves to romanticize my life are look through photo albums. Because to me, and this is, you know, well, depending on your age as a listener, there are physical photo albums that are tangible that you can actually, you know, give yourself paper cuts from and different things, and that can that are heavy, <laughs> and then there are the photo albums in your phone. Either way, a photo album, they just warm your heart strings, you look back on memories and it lets you know that there are better memories to come and that there's a possibility of making good memories because you have made them already. Another one, another thing that I do, or another favorite way to romanticize my life is uh, when I run a mundane errand is to wear something cute. It doesn't have to be runway ratty, but if that's your thing, of course, do your thug this, But just be cute. You know what I'm saying? Just, even if you just go into the grocery store or the post office, you know, put on your favorite shoes. You know, jewel up. (laughs) You know? Um, I don't know. If you're a makeup girly, put your makeups on or whatever. You know. Um, Another way that I like to romanticize my life is now I don't have. I remember I saw someone talk about their mom passing. Well, before their mother passed, talking about um, I got to stop saying um, before their mom passed, they were talking about the the china, the fine china. I guess that people have. I don't have any fine china, and their mom was regretting not using that enough, you know, during her life because now you know. And I don't want to get morbid or anything. R.I.P. to that woman. But, you know, that's one of the things that I don't have fine china, but I do have like one of my favorite characters is Tigger. I have like Tigger mugs or I'm a tourist, So I have Taurus mugs using my cuter mugs for my tea or coffee in the morning. More often, that's a way, the a, a simple way, because, you know, romanticizing your life doesn't have to be grandiose. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. But that's a simple way, a tiny way that I can romanticize my life. So another one. Now, you know, (laughs) I mean, I've talked about journaling and I wanted to. I haven't been able to get juicy into because I'm trying to do different things with my journals lately. Y'all, I'm trying to clear them out. I'm trying to get rid of some, which I never thought I would do, but I'm going to, you know, try to do some things. I've been trying to do some stuff. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that one of the another way to romanticize my life is talking about the different plans of future that I want to romanticize in my journal. Now, they had they and I and I know it's something to it. And maybe it's, you know, I'm on a spectrum, I believe. So maybe it's something with that, but I can't have multiple journals. They say you're supposed to have a gratitude journal, you know, a, um, what is it called? Like dreams and, and fantasies journal or something. I, you know, then your regular like therapy journal, then you're supposed to have different listen, listen, I got to put it all together. But if you can journaling is another way, you know, I'm a journal girl and I promote that. That is one of the hills that I will live on. But journaling, having a a maybe you could have like a romance journal and and do have different create ways to romanticize your life in that journal and then be doing them and listing them and things. I don't know how you want to do it, but in general for me, I journal and usually when I'm romanticizing my life, I'm in that spirit. I'm being right, I'm doing gratitude writings. And then I'm just saying little cute things that I like, like really highlighting what I like about my life. Um, so it's going beyond gratitude of being specific, like, oh, I love my yellow shoes or I love my green jacket. And, you know, I go a little deeper in description. But, yeah, that's one of the ways as well. And I really, you know, <laughs> that's one of my faves. One that I looked at when I was reading a list a few months ago was taking your time and I think that's a great one that's something I've added I've talked about patience how it's been a long-standing thing and I'm not sure if it was the podcast or maybe I was talking to somebody but you know trying to change the word for patience and making it another phrase but take your time I forget that one is always available just taking your time even though I'm slow moving, I don't want to say it's slow moving, but basically just pacing yourself, not not rushing. You know, that's a way to romanticize your life, because I think it helps you absorb appreciation for everything, every moment, every minute or whatever. And then also you you have time to smell the roses, you know, you have time to enjoy What you're doing at that moment, whether it's, you know, tying your shoes and, you know, you got hands to time or whatever's happening. But anyway, the point is, it ain't just about grandiose dates of another person's dime on another person's dime. It's also about, you know, like I said, harmony, love and beauty within yourself and your existence. It's about appreciating life itself. And it's about more self-love. So. I ask you, how are you romanticizing your life? Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you'll come back next Tuesday and we can talk some more.